This is Learning Innovation, the teaching and learning podcast, also known as LittlePod. We are created by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation, located in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. In the spirit of equity, diversity and inclusion, and Nitsitapi Simstan, or real thinking, we play host to a spectrum of guests from the teaching and learning community. As we highlight and explore innovation in education, we hope to kindle warm conversations, expand perspectives, and foster lasting partnerships today, tomorrow, and beyond. The future of learning starts now. Okay, today we're talking with Kelly Thompson, a business instructor at Lethbridge College, and one of her former students, Josh Helmer. We'll hear about Kelly's student-led teaching style with her project management class and what Josh took away from it all. Welcome, Kelly and Josh. Sorry. Hi. I didn't know if we had started yet. I was like, uh. Hello. Hi. So, Kelly, um, let's hear about your student-led teaching style. Um, what class are you doing this in, and what does this look like for students? Um, I'm actually doing student-led um, style of teaching in my project management class, which is Biz 2288. And in that class, it's kind of it's broken into two sections. I have one section is theory, and that's just you know, how to become a project manager, all the different types of um, programs you'd be using, assessments you'd be using f- to be a project manager. But the interesting piece is the second half. And that is um, students are encouraged to create their own projects. So I don't create their projects. I don't bring anyone in to create their projects. It's completely their own ideas from start to finish. So they have an entire term to complete that project. Interesting. Um, Where did you get the idea to do student-led projects? I actually taught at the University of Lethbridge, you know, some night classes on and off. And I taught a nonprofit management course and they had something quite similar to what I'm doing. So what I did is I took that concept and just adapted it for project management. And it actually turned out really, really well. And I thought, oh, this is such a good fit for this class. And I just kind of ran with it. And the students ran with it and they seemed to like it. This is our third term running this type of uh, class. So if I was a student, um, how would you explain this to me? The first thing I say is don't panic (laughs) because as soon as I say you're going to create your own project, the entire class panics. Isn't that right, Josh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the first thing I say is, okay, don't panic now. And then I break it up into the two sections. You have your theory piece and then the other half, you're going to create your project. So we're going to take it simple and you are going to create a project from start to finish. And the whole idea of the project is to do something of interest to you. So don't do something that's boring because then it's not, you know, you're not going to do well at it and lean into your interests. If you love sports, do something with sports. If you love cars, do something with cars. And so uh, I give quite a few examples. And then usually at the start of the class, we have a brainstorming. So 
we have a whole bunch of just we just throw out ideas and we I walk around and kind of connect people's ideas together. And that's actually how the groups are formed. So people with similar ideas are formed kind of organically, which is quite nice. This sounds like a great way to connect like theory with practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I so some of the courses I teach are heavy theory and this happens to be a heavy theory class. And so what I notice is that there's there's a gap between theory and practical. And this really helps that gap because they have milestones, right, to keep them going. So it actually fits really well in this class. And I can hear from what you're saying, you know, when you're connecting with students' interests immediately too, that becomes more engaging. Yeah. You know, once I think there's there's a big difference between an instructor saying, okay, here's your project, you do this, right? And dictating it. The the enthusiasm isn't there as much as them kind of taking on this project and it becomes their baby. And then they nurture that baby. And at the end, they're like, oh, I did that. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize I could do that. And so, sorry, I get really excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Josh, what were your first impressions when you um, heard this description of the project? Well, I did the first thing that uh, Kelly told us not to do was panic. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of group work traditionally. Um, and uh, all of Kelly's classes have a lot of group work. So I was kind of expecting it's what that. I do. That's what she does. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I mean, once we kind of had our group settled and, and all that, it was it was more of a kind of an excitement because it's different, right? You, it's not. Like she said, you don't really sit there for three hours and listen, take notes. You get like actual experience as well. And you get to plan and do something exciting. Um, How is this style unique from other classes in your program or curriculum? And um, yeah, Kelly, maybe if you'd like to jump in first and then we can go back over to you, Josh. Um, One of the so they can work with not only internal Um, parts of the college, but I really encourage them to work externally. So reach out to the community, reach out to local shops. So we have a lot, the local community here in Lethbridge has been fantastic for this class. They get a lot of um, support and even the big, like Canadian Tire, the big box stores as well. Very, very supportive. So it's, it's almost like a networking for them as well, which makes it quite unique. And the fact that it's student-driven, I don't interfere with their projects at all. Their projects are theirs. The We have a couple rules, <laughs> you know, no gambling, <laughs> that type of thing. Um, so we just, we have a couple rules and they just have to get approval from me, right? And then the rest they do on their own. It's literally on their own. And then they have check-in points with me. Okay. And how, how did you find this different from maybe what you've done in other classes, Josh? Yeah. So basically it kind of ties back to what I said before is it's like, it's very different in regards to the fact you're not just taking notes and listening the whole time. You actually get to put yourself out there and, and try something. And then the other thing was that, like Kelly said, with involving ourselves with local businesses and local, you know, groups and whatnot, um, it gives you a sense for like an experience, right? Instead of just sitting in a class and uh, it feels like you're actually doing something and being a part of something so and creating something. So, And did it make it more relevant? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially at the end when we kind of had it all together and you kind of had that like moment of like, wow, we actually did this and it was a cool thing and we worked together and we built something basically and then ran it and succeeded. Neat. Um, so uh, what was the project you chose to create? Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we mulled over a couple ideas. Um, there was a bigger group that we started with, and then it got 
it was a whole situation, but we ended up with a, a smaller group and then we kind of... As a group work often yeah, goes. Yeah, we weeded out the, the weeds. Um, and then, yeah, we had a few options to pick from uh, and then we ultimately decided on the Jumpstart fundraiser. Um, Jumpstart being Canadian Tires charity uh, for uh, kids to be able to uh, afford to play sports. So obviously I have a connection with working at Canadian Tire for the past six years throughout, throughout high school and throughout college. Uh, so I spoke with the owner, Brian, and he um, agreed to some terms that we that we talked about. So basically we set up a Jumpstart fundraiser that collected money that was donated to Jumpstart. And then we also had um, sports equipment donations so people could drop off uh, baseball equipment or hockey equipment to us. Um, and then we ran it on two different days of the week. We had a setup in the main foyer there. Um, and then Brian also, the, the owner of Canadian Tire, um, he was going to match our cash donations uh, of whatever we raised. And then he also uh, donated a Keurig coffee machine for us to raffle off as a raffle prize. So this wasn't just a class project then, like this, this was a real project. Oh, it was a, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. Yeah. So we had the, the money was obviously going to Jumpstart and uh, they have a really good system where you can set up a donation page so people could scan a link and they would, they just go to that and donate through there. Uh, so that would all track on there. So that was kind of a, easy part of it for us and then all the sports equipment was donated to the boys and girls club of lethbridge and the um yeah obviously the involvement with them and uh jumpstart we had a lady from jumpstart corporate that we were communicating with and then obviously brian and uh colin and rebecca the store managers at canadian tire they were also very involved and we had to communicate with them and and uh, organize it all right so it was, it was very widespread yeah that's wonderful. So great benefits for the community and, and not just for your learning. Yeah. Yep. Can we circle back to the group work? Did you have some takeaways from that? Some things that you learned? Uh, yeah. I mean, this kind of group work is more I mean, traditionally you have group work. You're all kind of just sitting there trying to come up with things or create things. This is more like hands on, you know, this guy has to phone these people or email this person and set this up. And you're kind of relying on each other a little bit more. So you, you find out who your weakest link is really quick. Um, but then you also like, it, it's much more of a team building um, situation than traditional group work, I would say, just because of the actual aspect of holding an event or fundraising or whatever we chose to do, right? So so there was a certain amount of accountability. Yeah, accountability and then just like that hands-on experience, yeah. What were some of the other projects that maybe fellow students had that you saw that were really impressive as well? The car, the, the car show, show yeah, that was insane. <laughs> the car show was, I they uh, when I first saw the project, when they first introduced it, I was like, oh, you only have a term to do this, and I thought, okay, you want to you want to try it, go ahead. And they really, they really did well. They organized a car show here, Easter weekend at Lethbridge College, and. Um, they had the food bank there. They had a whole, how many, did you go to that one? I just drove by oh, on my way to work. <laughs> yeah, they had tons of actual sports cars and antique cars. People came from all over and they charged, I think it was, I think it was a donation. I can't quite remember, but they raised $1,600 um, for the food bank. It was just wonderfully put together they had the food truck there um they organized it really well they had lots of raff not raffles um what do you call them draws lots of draws and so forth so that was 
fantastic. That one really jumped out. Yours really jumped out. You guys did fantastic on yours, Josh. Yeah, we we ended up raising eight hundred and ten dollars, and then Canadian Tire matched it for a total of sixteen twenty. Yeah. So, um, I mean, between the two of us, we were both like those are the best fundraising ones. We raised the most money between those two. But there, yeah, the car show was just. Yeah, like Kelly said, it was kind of crazy being able to have all those people set up and the logistics of that is, like, mm-hmm. yeah, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Well, and to organize something like that within the span of a course, mm-hmm. which is within the span of a semester, that's not a lot of time. No, plus they're doing the theory pieces. So they still have their exams and they still have the assignments that they're doing. And they were able to pull that off the group of four. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, that's really incredible because I mean, that's not just a project. That's an event. Yes. That's quite often will run or quite often the students will pick events to do. We had a book drive one. We had um, several. I don't want to name them because it's like naming your favorites <laughs> and you don't do that. I loved all of the projects. <laughs> well, it's very, very interesting to hear about them and and. That is so wonderful that students were able to follow those things that they're passionate about and interested in. And, um, Josh, when, uh, again, circling back to to kind of the group work, because that is an important part of really any subject area at the college. I think, you know, business classes certainly lean heavily into group projects, but I think that that's prominent in many classes because that's the way work is done in the world. And um did you learn anything about addressing some of those challenges that you found within the group? Yeah, I mean, we had a pretty good group. Um, a couple of us knew each other, and then the, any problems we had, we just addressed them straight away um, within the group our, ourselves. And then if we had any problems that needed to be escalated, uh, we chatted with Kelly about that, and we got everything sorted out right away, and uh, everyone you know, kind of pulled their weight. Uh, and then any problems that we had going forward, it was just, you know, making sure we kept each other accountable and made sure that everyone was meeting their deadlines. And then, um, yeah, by the end of it, I mean, we got a good group of new friends we made. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that communication is really key, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Without that, it's it's not uh, it's not good. We had a like a text group chat and an email group chat where we'd share everything and everything was on um, Google Docs so that we could all collaborate on it. And it was uh, it was really integrated. Right. So. So again, this is to to both of you, but did you have any aha moments and maybe Kelly, for you as an instructor using um, student-led projects, have you had any sort of aha moments? Um, And then also, I'll go back over to you as well, Josh, with that same question. Um, I'll answer, I can answer that one. Can I mention something about the group work? Oh yeah, for Um, sure. There's one thing that they do in this course they write a team contract and it's it's a team it's i i find it beneficial the team contract it was very beneficial so i do that in all of my classes if there's group work i create a team i don't the students sit down they they create a team contract in that contract they have uh rules and if someone violates the rules they can go as far as as fire them from the group and so but there's also positive and negatives to it. So I find that that helps set the tone that you're accountable. Going back to what you mentioned about accountability, I think that sets the tone opposed to just a group of people just together. Um, and then I'll go back to the other question. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that really helps create that structure yeah. for the group. Yeah, absolutely. 
And that, that is part of learning to yeah. work in a group, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And then I find as an instructor, it's helpful for me as well. Because then if there's issues, I say, okay, let's look at your contract. What's in there? And there's been times where they're not specific enough and there's no action that can be taken. And they've learned from that because it's like, you know, you need to have it in there in order to do something. So it, it, it's quite nice because it's an actual document we can go back to. That's wonderful. It works. It seems to be working in my classes. So, <laughs> Chris, Chris Houghton would be proud. Yes, yeah. he would be. Yeah, be proud our, of our, our law yeah. instructor yeah. would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for the aha moment, I remember in your group in particular, Josh, <laughs> it's when you actually started making people were donating. The looks on your face, faces was like, People are donating. Like you were just shocked. I, yeah, of course they're going to donate, but you don't realize it. I think as a student until it actually, you're sitting there and people are handing you money or you're seeing the numbers go up. And it's that pride that I see students have. Like, wow, I really did that. Um, and I saw it in all of the projects. They, there's a moment where it's like, oh, wow, wow, we actually did that. And taking ownership and pride of the project, that's the aha moment for as an instructor. Yeah, and with ours, it was, like Kelly said, at first we had everything together and we were really excited about it. And then when we went to go and collect donations and had our table set up in the foyer, and we were thinking, man, is anyone actually going to donate to this? Um, we had to use some, you know, some sales tactics. We were walking around asking people to donate and bringing them over to the table and telling them, you know, a chance to win this Keurig. Um, and uh, a lot of people... Yeah, they started donating. It was uh, $5 for um, one entry into the draw for the Keurig. Anything less was welcome. Anything more was welcome. But every $5 was one entry. Uh, and people, yeah, started donating. I think the first day we had five or 600. And then the second day we made it up to that 810. So, um, yeah, it was it, that was the aha moment. It was like we actually had people donating. And, we were, and a lot of people donated uh, sports equipment. One of the guys in our uh, group is very connected with the community in the college and he knew a lot of people and they all had sports equipment to donate. So we had giant bags of sports equipment under our table. Uh, and that was, that was a little more surprising than the cash donations just because, you know, who's going to actually remember to bring some sports equipment or whatever. We thought those donations would be much lower, but they were actually, they're actually pretty good as well. So that was definitely the, wow, people are actually, you know, going for this. This is awesome. We're doing something good here. So that's really exciting. Um, Kelly, for students who ran into challenges, what were some of the ways that you helped them get through that? I know you mentioned the contract, but maybe there were some other things as well. Yes. So <laughs> um, let's say a student actually, they weren't able to complete their project on time, or they went through the entire term and they thought they could and they ran out of time or a situation happened. So what I look at is what have you learned from everything you've done so i remember the first time we ran because this this has only run this is three times so the first time we had one group who could not get feedback from anyone to complete their project and in that case we just pivot a little bit we say okay that's you know what that's fine why don't we look at what are the lessons you learned what would you have done differently in this project. And to me, that's still a win because they're, and it's surprising how honest students are when they're reflecting upon their own, I don't like the word failure, but it, you know, their own um, project not coming to fruition. And so it actually was 
I find those ones really interesting because then it's like, okay, that's okay. You learn from it and now you know what you would do different. And so at the end, everyone does a, um, what did I call that at the end? It was just a reflection or a group project Yeah, the reflection. lessons learned. Lessons learned. Yeah. yeah. They all do like a lessons learned at the end. And so to me, they, f- for their projects, they focus more heavily on the lessons learned and it seems to work out really well. Well, and that, that's the real world, isn't it? You yep. know, you plan these projects and, and some work out great and others not as much. And, yep. and that, that is how things go mm-hmm. sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes it's sad because you see the disappointment and it's like, it's okay. And then you see the terror because the student's worried about their mark. And it's like, whoa, okay, don't you worry. We're going to figure this out. <laughs> and so we just changed it. So I just weigh heavier on the lessons learned usually. Yep. And so um, is there a way that you um, kind of track that progress because you do have, you know, different groups and, and going at different rates and, and all yep. these different projects? Josh, what was your favorite assignment? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, each part, like the theory was kind of connected to what we were doing for our projects, right? Yeah. So like we would be like in the planning phase, we'd learn about planning and then we would do the planning, right? So yeah. that was... That was good. Uh, I don't really have a favorite. Definitely actually doing the the project was the most fun. So we do progress reports, and that's the big one for me. So their progress reports, they have five throughout the term, and that keeps hopefully keeps them on track. They have to pinpoint their milestones. So what did they do last class, what they're doing this class, and what they have to do next class. And so I can look at that and say, okay, they're on schedule or whoa, they're really behind schedule. So they're constantly having to adjust because like you mentioned in life, we could plan and everything could be perfect. <laughs> and then someone cancels. You're like, oh no. So this kind of helps them go through that. So the progress reports and then the other assignments, they, they kind of coincide with the progress they should be making. So that's how I keep track of it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And that's, that's probably um, good practice for future project management. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be because we, we, you know, like we did the WBS, which is definitely a project management um, uh, form, I guess you could document. We, and so we're using actual documents along the way that if you were a project manager, you'd have to know and use. And so it's giving them just a little bit of experience through it, but it's it's to keep them on track, create your milestones, hit your milestones, and then keep going. And then I think it helps with confidence because when you hit one milestone, you gain confidence, then you go to the next one and so forth. Mm-hmm. And have you tweaked this project over time or do you have tweaks that you're still making to it? Yes. <laughs> the first year, um, the first year we ran this, I think we had 12 students cause it was a last minute. Can you run this course? I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, um, it was, there were lots of, of learning curve, like it was a high learning curve for that one. Um, but we did really well. When I first started, I didn't have any exams. It was all project-based. And the feedback I got from students <laughs> was they wanted exams. They wanted to know if they understood the content. So second term, second group, um, I added the exams. Um, Josh is part of the third group. So the latest group. So it's slowly um, refining it a little bit more. 
And so, yeah, I'll make changes. I usually look at students' feedback as well. And if if a bunch of students are saying, you know what, this exam, something about the exams, then I might alter it a little bit, depending if I think it's it needs to be altered as well. But yeah, I listen to the students. <laughs> yeah, and the, that's kind of the nature of teaching, isn't mm-hmm. it? You get this feedback and, and uh, you yeah. keep changing. And yeah, you mentioned WBS. Mm-hmm. What, is, what is that? Oh, the work breakdown structure. The worst part of the course. No, it's oh, not. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not fun. Best. No, <laughs> it is quite, it's one of the assignments and they have to do it early on because it keeps you on track. If you don't do your work breakdown structure, you can really get derailed from your project. And I, I actually had one group and they mentioned how they did theirs not as well as they should have and how it really threw off their project. So it's just a tracking system that um, students use. So you have your milestones in there, how long each is going to take and so forth. Yeah. Mm, sounds like a very good tool. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's a good tool. It's just creating. It is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so talking about that tool and even some of the other things that you did through that project, do you see, um, looking back on those, like are those things that are going to carry forward with you um, in your current and future employment? Yeah, I mean, career? like doing, learning about that in the classroom is one thing, but then, and even maybe making it in the class is one thing, but then doing it for an actual project that you're working on that you want to do good on that is public, especially if you're doing like a fundraiser, um, it definitely adds a a different level of I should actually understand what this is and how to do it. Um, and then with the progress reports and stuff too, that was just a good way, like pretty much I'm assuming anywhere you work, your boss is going to want some kind of prog- progress reports if you're working on a project or something like that. So that was definitely, yeah, again, just actually doing it is one of the biggest things for this this class that we had, yeah. Yeah, so then it's something that you'll be able to do in your in your career yeah, I mean, you know, maybe you get a job one day and your boss says, hey, do you know what this is? Yes, I do. I've done that before. <laughs> then, you're, then you're ahead of the game. So. And yeah. I mean, I have them do it by hand. I should really maybe go digital with that. I mean, that would be great, but you know, I love drawing in little boxes, <laughs> right? shading and coloring. My favorite reminds me of third grade. <laughs> but yeah, it was very helpful for the project overall. Yeah, yeah. kept us on track. So um, you mentioned some aha moments, and have there been any other favorite moments uh, while doing the student-led projects? And I'll, and I'll throw that out again to both of you, because you may have had some while you were working on it, and you, Kelly, for watching the different mm-hmm. projects evolve. I think, the again, that pride the students have, you see the fear in their eyes, you know, when they're going to go into the project, they're like, oh my gosh, because it's like sometimes you forget that the day actually has to happen where you implement your project. It's all conceptual up until the very last few weeks when you actually run your project. And it's really interesting. The After they run the project, it's like this, wow, we did it, you know, like that excitement. And you can see the confidence go up. And that, again, it's my that's probably my favorite, you know, they, they, cause I get to watch the progress of, oh my goodness, I'm terrified at the beginning. What is she doing <laughs> to, wow, we did this and we didn't even need, really need my help at it. We did it on our own. And so I like that. Yeah. I mean, again, like learning and then implementing it is like very, very helpful in 
in actually cementing the the knowledge, right? And uh, I mean, just seeing the other groups, especially like the the uh, car show fundraiser, um, they just watching them build their project throughout the semester was really really cool to see. And then all the other groups, they, you know, everyone did amazing in that class for all their all their projects. And just seeing everybody else's success was like, wow, they're they've got that, they've got this. Um, sponsor or whatever we should try and get another sponsor we should try and make our project better and it's just like building off each other and like oh that's a good idea so it's just it's seeing the other progress kind of motivates you to do even better and, and try try your best at it so so not maybe competition but but just sort of I guess as you say motivating to see what others are able to do yeah and you kind of feed off of each other's um, ideas and and you see that they're doing something you're like oh that's a good idea and then you, know, you just kind of build off of everything you see and just seeing that everyone was doing such a good job and implementing what we were learning in the theory part of the class was really cool to see just everyone just building an awesome project so that's really exciting that the, the learning doesn't just come from your own project mm-hmm. but also from seeing all the other projects yeah, and at the end, we had to do presentations to the class about our project, which is a little PowerPoint and, you know, what uh, what our project was about. And seeing uh, other people's projects and them explaining it in a deeper level than us just seeing them working on it in class was like, oh, wow, we could have done that or we should have implemented that. So that's also part of that learning experience where you see what you could have done or maybe should have done differently. And that's part of that lessons mm-hmm. learned. And when we did our lessons learned, it was mostly stuff from other other groups like oh we could have implemented that or we could have you know done this different and that was that was another just learning moment for us which was great so yeah yeah and then I imagine you maybe take that to your reflections or mm-hmm. yeah so um, my last question and this is for both of you why is this type of teaching and learning style so impactful to students instructors and to businesses and even to the community I I think it's important so I can speak from a business program perspective. We tend to teach a certain way, right? Here's the assignment. You do the assignment. You do the case study. So a lot of it is I'm going to give you something to do. Whereas if we allow the student to be creative, that actually fosters a lot more of the management concepts that we teach in class, to be honest. So in doing that, it's kind of changing how... Um, students think about education, I think. Because if you go to my other classes, I still do that, where here's your assignment, here's your case, and so forth. Because that's just kind of the standard. But in this, it's it's such a... F- I find it a fun course because like the projects they select are just... They're mind-blowing to me. I'm like, I never would have thought of that. <laughs> that's awesome. And so, again, that ownership. We all know that when we take... When we create something from the ground, which is a major management concept, when we have employees create something from the ground up, their own personal uh, projects, we know that they do better. It, it goes farther. They're more committed. What's well, the same concept in the classroom? I really like it because then they get to go out of the classroom. So we have one hour of just the theory. Then the second hour is they don't have to sit in the classroom I encourage them to go out into the community, meet people. And that's how we've met a lot of our our local uh, organizations. They've actually helped. So I think it's I think it's a good experience that way. It's just something that's different and you're not sitting there. And it's, again, that creative drive drive. Right. So we're kind of taking these management concepts and we're putting it into practice now. 
Yeah, I think building off of what you said, Kelly, is that it, it's not like a cookie cutter class where you're just sitting there and, and learning the, the ins and outs of whatever it is you're learning. It's more of that creative part where you have to come up with an idea and then implement it and plan it and then actually execute it. And um, I think the biggest benefit for like us students is that we get to be creative and we get to try uh, something new rather than just sitting in the classroom for two hours. Um, instead, we only have to do it for one hour and then we get to leave. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then that second hour was always the most looked forward to, I guess, because we got to implement what we learned in the first hour. And oh, well, now we can now that we know this, we can add this part to our project. Uh, and then obviously the the benefit for like the community part or local businesses, I think it's it's a benefit for them because they get to get their name out if they want to be a sponsor, if they're a smaller business or if, you know, we're like it was, we were lucky because we were connected to Canadian Tire uh, through me. But then all the guys that were in the group, they met the guys at Canadian Tire and the management there. And then obviously, especially if you were maybe working with smaller businesses, all those groups, I mean, they now have. Uh, connections in the community, right? They know that owner of that business or that, you know, person that they dealt with and they it's kind of a lifelong, you know, they can go to them, they can come to you if it's it's just a new relationship and connection in the community, which I think is good for for the students um and then obviously for the businesses too, especially if they need a recent grad for a job. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, many men have benefits. Yeah. I think this should be implemented, not this exactly, but this kind of idea should be implemented in more classes if it can be, just because of that actually applying um, your learning to a project or an idea or something that you're actually working on physically. I think it helps me anyway, and uh, the guys in my group, we we all learned a bit better, and I think our, our knowledge of project management is a little bit deeper than it would have been if we weren't implementing it as we were learning. I don't really know what other classes that could be. Uh, definitely not accounting. It, it, yeah, no, not in accounting. We wouldn't want <laughs> half half uh, half learned accounting students doing accounting for people. But maybe you know, just that the actual application of it was just so beneficial for us. I think so. That's a really great point, Josh. And so Kelly, if there are instructors that are interested in having this kind of a project in whatever class there is across the college. Can, can they come and talk to you about that? Yep. Do you have some, some ideas that you can sort of help them uh, mold their assignments into something like this? Absolutely. If someone just wanted to sit down and talk about, Oh, how can we, you know, how can we add the applicate? Cause I'm, I really am a big believer in the application piece. Um, and you know, linking theory to practical. And so, yeah, I'm fine if, if anyone wants to sit down and chat about that. I do that in HR. We, we do the same type of thing um, where we, we have a company come in, same type of, we have projects for them. But for the student-led piece, absolutely, um, if anyone's interested in that. Well, and we have so many classes where there is theory mm-hmm. and there is the practical and making that connection is so important. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Josh and Kelly. Uh, This has been a very interesting uh, conversation, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about future projects. You must get excited at the start of every semester to see what projects (laughs) students are going to come up with. I do. I get terrified. (laughs) (laughs) And then I get really excited. We have some big, big classes coming up. I think I'm teaching four um, coming up here. 
And so it's going to be, you'll, you'll see a lot of students kind of roaming around and making connections and such. But yeah, once I start seeing them, you know, and helping kind of, well, what about this? What about that? But again, they, they blow my mind. Some of the projects I'm just in awe of the students and what they're willing to tackle, to be honest, <laughs> because they don't have, you know, I guess maybe because I'm more, I'm, I'm more jaded because <laughs> so I'm like, no, it needs to fit in this box. They're like, no, there's no box. I'm going to do whatever I want. And so they do really well when you just let them do what they want to do. And it, it, it turns out well. So yes, I get excited. <laughs> that Yeah, this class was probably the highlight of my year two at the college. Oh, it was thanks. just, it was <laughs> the most fun class I've had. Yeah, it was great. And Josh, will you be graduating next year? This year. Yeah. yeah. This, oh, I just got to finish one more class and then, and then I'll be graduated. So, oh, yeah. wonderful. So yeah, very exciting. Well, thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you. This episode featured Donna McLaughlin as host and Kelly Thompson and Josh Helmer as guests. Jordana Gagnon was our producer. Brian Robinson was our sound technician and editor. Thank you also to Janice Michelle, Daryl Benebeck, and Kelsey Jansen for their ongoing support and expertise. Our podcast is funded by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation and recorded on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. For more episodes, head to our website, learninginnovation.ca. Thanks for listening and take care. Mm-hmm.